Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. Hope you have had a fantabulous week thus far. And um hope that we are winding up on those great projects um that some of us might have set forth earlier in the week. But nevertheless, we are glad to have you here this evening, you guys. And if you didn't know. The Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. And, uh, of course, um, as always, big shouts out to all of you guys who constantly support us and the platform over here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And, of course, you guys know uh, that we are continuing uh, this tour that has taken place. Over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, I'm talking about no other than the A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance Tour. Uh, This is an anthology compiled by author and CEO of Ink Pen, Diva Tamika Sims. And tonight, folks, uh, we have another spectacular contributor uh, to this awesome book, you guys. We got Robin King in the building. I'm excited to have her here on the show. She's going to be talking about her contribution to this awesome book, as well as her very own uh, business that she has entitled Success Only Living, you guys. And so if you didn't know, um, but Tuesday, uh, we had special guest Allison Arnett. And so we're going to keep the ball rolling with these awesome ladies um, talking about this magnificent book, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little commercial break, but we're going to come back and we're going to welcome our special guest of the evening, you guys, Robin King, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. 
And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And as promised, we are joined by Robin King, you guys. She is another awesome contributor uh, to the A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance anthology and uh, i'm excited about having her on the show and so i'm going to bring her in and allow her to tell you all about herself and more robin you there i am here thank you for having me on the show absolutely my pleasure so glad you were able to join me and uh thank you for taking the time out to be here awesome thank you and I just appreciate the opportunity just to be a part of a woman's journey to self-assurance. You see, not too long ago, I would say even a couple of years ago, I was not in a place of self-assurance. I was in a very hard time in my life, and I really didn't have a sense of direction. So I'm mm-hmm. grateful that at this current time I just have been able to Show who I am now, show how I have developed, show how I have matured, and just to have the opportunity to show other women that you can get to self-assurance, you can get to your best, and it's not too hard to achieve uh, being your best self. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for the folks out here, Robin, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so... I'm, as you already know, I'm Robin King, and mm-hmm. currently I am a woman of God. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, and I'm also a virtual assistant under my company, Success Only Living. And so with all those areas of my life, I think of what is the most important aspect of myself, and I would say mm-hmm. that I truly just love people, and I truly um, desire to help as many people as I can in my journey um, on this life that we have. Now, as far as myself a little bit more, because I told you some of the basics of what I do mm-hmm. in my roles, but right. uh, at the end of the day, what I really um, desire to do in this world is just to be someone who people can count on, who people can look to, someone who uh, can truly share a story of not having it all and not starting from the best, but developing to something better. And so for me, that's really um, an important aspect of myself is that no matter what my past looked like, today I am just a new me. Today I am a better person. And so 
was all that I could say about myself and share with you all that are listening, I could truly say that I just have a desire to be my best. And even when I um, talk about success-only living, I know that, you know, that's my brand, that's my business, that's something that you hear. You might say, what is success-only living? Well, in my mindset, I've always had this quote in mind that it talks about how even though sometimes we may fail, even though sometimes we may not uh, achieve the result that we want, we still have to get up. We still have to keep going, and we still have to move forward. So for me, Success Only Living stands for a point of moving forward in spite of anything. You know, no, I'm not saying that we only will have success in life, but I'm saying that I choose success regardless of any circumstance, um, regardless of anything. So that's a little about me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is awesome. And so for you, because we love to hear about people's journey, and and Robin, you talked about how, you know, um, life was – you know, very different for you from from where it was and it currently is now. And so for you, when did you discover, you know, there has to be a change that takes place in my life. There has to be a change that takes place in with me. When was that pivotal moment that Robin discovered that that Robin needed to, to change the direction of her life? Well, in 2011, I was uh, 19, and I was pregnant with my son. And what's interesting is my son was born three days before my 20th birthday. Wow. And when I think about that moment, before I had my son, I was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I had really allowed life to kind of describe who I was and the issues that I had dealt with in my past. But the day that I had my son, I made a decision that I have to be better. I have to be an example for my son and any future children, as well as with having my son. I had him before marriage. And I knew that deep down my heart's desire was to be able to one day be a wife and to have a family. Um, And so I knew that in order to position myself, I needed to get quiet. I needed to take care of my responsibilities, and make a decision. Am I going to allow life to continue to stay the same and to continue to be negative with really no sense of direction, or am I going to move forward and become the woman that I ought to be? So a few days after having my son, that's really when I had a, a sense of an epitome there where it's like, okay, I just can't continue on with this lifestyle because it's not working for me. So that's when that all happened. But nonetheless, as far as just growing and even if we fast forward to now, I have more children. I have two daughters, and I'm actually pregnant with my fourth child, um, and it's a son, and I just know that once I got married, I knew that even more so the path that I was on in life, I could not continue on with that, and 
the type of husband that I have, he encourages me to be my best self. Even though I have a lot of children, as some would think, I still have a husband who says, yeah, I know we have a lot of children, but you have to work on your goals. I don't want you feeling unsatisfied with life. I want you to be all that God has even called you to be. So with that being said, even with being married and having more children, I've seen myself up-level even more just because, I've, you know, I've set that pace for myself and I've set a standard for myself. And the thing about it, uh, as far as the self-assured woman group and my journey to self-assurance, I'm surrounded by women who are constantly going after their goals, women who are constantly, you know, not settling. And if they, even if they have moments of being down, they still decide, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do better. And so with having those type of people around me, I have been able to really push myself forward and to really just see that there are really people who I can connect with because even in my younger years, I used to be the type of woman where I'm like, oh, I don't really want female friends because females are too catty and females are full of drama. So I call myself having all these male friends who could not show me really how to uh, walk in my womanhood, how to walk in my truth as a woman. So with growing and maturing, I have been able to realize that I need to have relationships with women who are going somewhere, not with women who are full of drama, not the catty ones, <laughs> but the ones who really are willing to take my hand. Well, we take each other's hand and we move ahead. Right. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is very important, you know, because I think it's easy for us as women, it seems sometimes, that, you know, to get involved in those catty social circles, you know, the ones that are drama field. You know, you, you, you're thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm striving, I'm striving to be better, I'm striving to work hard, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's always like we get p- pulled into those directions, but we have to be able to identify, you know, what environments are healthy and conducive to us, you know. Right. Uh, being in a drama field, um, cattiness, pettiness situation, doesn't benefit anybody because everybody leaves the way walking angry, bitter, and upset. You know, there's never mm-hmm. any resolution. And, you know, as well as as women, I think naturally we seek friendship and we seek companionship. And I was thinking about, as you were talking about, you know, developing friendships with, with men is that oftentimes, you know, we hear this conversation about can men and women be friends, and yes, I think it's possible, but at the same time, certain connections aren't meant to be, you know, when it comes to mm-hmm. male and female because somebody always wants to take it in another direction than where it should go, and or you might have, you know, feelings that get involved, and so it's a very touchy situation, you know, and it, and it takes time to grow and progress ourselves out of those situations, you know, and so I'm glad that, you know, you got to that point, you know, got to the point where you said, you know what, I I demand more for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's important that we as women do that, you know, demand more of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And so uh, for you, um, talking about this book, A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, um, what was it? Um, I know Tamika that came on um, earlier in the week, and she talked about, you know, putting this out there uh, of seeking authors for this anthology. What was it that inspired you uh, to say, you know what, I, I, I want to try to be a part of this? What was it a part what was it about this particular book and, and Tamika Sims that made you really want to be a part of this project? Well, I the first thing that I thought about when I decided I wanted to be a part of this book was I had not been in a book as far as um, being an adult author. And mm-hmm. I have... I was a childhood author for poetry, and I had poetry through, like, my school that was published and everything. Okay. But as Mm -hmm. far as me growing to where I am now, I had not really made a place for me to share my journey and for me to really share my truth. So when Tamika brought up the idea, you know, not only the fact that I feel like being an administrator of the self-assured woman that I should, you know, take authority and lead by example – but also I realized that people need to hear what I have to say because I'm right. pretty sure I'm not the only one who has been through what I have been through in life. And so Absolutely. that really compelled me. Um, and just to know how Tamika really walks in her truth. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. I can get with somebody who really walks in their truth and is unashamed <laughs> And so <laughs> that really just pushed me to want to be a part of this book. Absolutely, absolutely. And for you, um, in this book, um, I, I know on Tuesday we talked with um, Allison Arnett, who was also a part of this um, project as well. And so she shared with us um, a little bit about what she shares in this anthology. And so for you, what did you choose to share without giving away too much because we definitely want people to read it, but what did you choose to share in this anthology and how did you come to that that thought process of, of this is what I want to be able to share in this book? Well, in, in the anthology, I shared my journey from childhood up until now and what I shared specifically um, were areas of me being bullied as a child in school, me being in a home where there was domestic violence, um, where I was even choked before, um, me just being called so many names and just feeling like life would never go right for me. Um, and I'm getting emotional as I talk about it because, mm-hmm. you know, I just started with, what I knew. I started with what I felt like was the first shaping factor of factors of my life. Um, I took those moments and I shared those in the book. And really at this point, as far as some of what I can share, (laughs) I said in the part of the book, I wondered how life would turn out for me. I was afraid of the future. I felt that I would be a failure. I barely knew my dad. And my dad was never really available to me. And I had 
daddy issues, and I, it seemed as if life would just plague me and never give me anything good. This journey isn't all about the negative, you know. However, my reality wasn't always some positive, optimistic experience. I'm a very positive-minded and optimistic person at this point. But looking back at what happened, I smile at the fact that I'm different. I smile at the fact that what could have had me down no longer has me down. I smile at the fact that my identity is not what I used to be or what I went through, but my identity is what God says it is, which is victory. And that's my part that I want to share. And even if I share a little bit more and um, just talk about how there were nights where I would cry. There were nights where I was really in a woe is me state, feeling mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. if as just as if life wouldn't work for me. Um, there was even times where life had me down so much that I felt like I would commit suicide. Wow. I felt like I didn't want to live anymore and that I just didn't need to continue on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to share. <laughs> and, you know, Robin, any time that we share uh, special, especially events that have happened to us personally, uh, we find ourselves kind of, Reliving those moments, you know what I mean. It's 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 kind of we we go back through and relive those moments that we have worked hard um, to overcome. Writing this book and sharing your story, what did Robin learn about herself? Like even sitting back reflecting on what you had wrote, what you had given to this book, what you had poured into this book. What did Robin learn about herself in the process of, 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 of contributing to this book? I learned that I am an overcomer. Mm-hmm. I learned that even though negative things may have happened in my life, that I, for one, am not the only person who has experienced those type of negative things. And on top of that, you know, there are people who have been through worse, you know, uh, but at the same time, they still hold their head up. And so for me, with even writing this, I began to gain encouragement just uh, by thinking about where I, where I came from to where I am now. And I have to say that I am proud of myself. I am proud of uh, the decisions I have made, I ha- I am proud of who I am. I am proud of uh, my position as a woman, and I'm just proud to just be me. Because right. there was a time where being me wasn't good enough to me, um, and so now I know and feel confident in the fact that I am good enough. I am great enough. There is somebody who is willing to uh, pay attention to me. There are people who love me. And so with reflecting on just writing and who I am, 
I can say that, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm really proud of myself. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. And for you, um, going through this uh, journey uh, and getting to where you are today, how do you think you you became, you personally became a self-assured woman? What 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 made you a self-assured woman? Well, I made a decision <laughs> that I wanted to be a self-assured woman, that I yeah. just wanted to walk in my true identity and right. not allow what the world may say, what statistics may say, mm-hmm. what my mama mm-hmm. and my daddy may say, but right. truly walk in who I am called to be. Right. And in doing that, even, you know, letting go of, negative opinions that I may have had of myself and just truly embracing all the parts of me because I even think of this. When I think about how God thinks of us, I always tell people this. God looks at us as 100% in value. When he sees us, no matter what condition we're in, we're 100% to him. And so there are many people walking around here who do not feel that 100%. They do not feel that full value. And I made a decision that I wouldn't let that be me, that I would walk in my full value and I would encourage other women to do the same. Because it's amazing what happens when we realize the value that we have, when we truly walk in our full identity. It's just amazing. Mhm, mhm, Absolutely. For you, for the women out here who are listening to this broadcast this evening, for the ladies um, who will read this anthology, what do you want them to be able to take away from reading your story? From reading my story, I really want them to be able to take away the fact that you are good enough that no matter what you went through as a child, even if you experienced domestic violence in the home, even if people uh, bullied you as a child and even as a teenager and an adult, even if you've had those moments, you still can be the best you. You still are full of value. And one part that I really haven't mentioned is even Mm -hmm. if you – go to a church and you experience church hurt and and having issues with people who you expect to love you the most, expect to treat you the best, expect Mm -hmm. to really show the love of God, but they don't, even if you've been through those moments, that's not your identity. That's not where you belong, and that's not where you have to stay. Right. You know, I tell people all the time, church hurt is hurt, but you can yeah. get through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, church hurt, church hurt is something that has become even more prevalent, you know, over the years. We hear so many stories about people who've experienced, you know, things in the church, and that has ultimately, you know, made people come to a cross point, a crossroad of, of, their faith, you know, their faith being tested and and, and yeah. trying to figure out, you know, 
should I be going to church or not? Or, you know, what, you know, the most heavy question is, you know, what is it being a Christian? Because people get, um, you know, different vibes from different people who proclaim to be Christian. You know, people felt that, oh, if I go to this church, you know, they, they were supposed to show me love and embrace me when they got, you know, the total opposite or things that might have might have actually taken place, you know, within the church. And so why do you believe that now people are even speaking out more now about um, the church hurts that they have experienced? I believe that more people are speaking out because we live in a day and age where people want to know the facts. People want to get down to the truth. And to really overcome barriers, to really overcome those systematic and super religious issues that really take away from the spirituality that we should have with God, a lot of people really want to get down to their true identity in God. And there are so many people walking around, you know, I would say in a facade of, how things should be, and mm-hmm. they are so religious and so traditional to a point that they aren't really paying attention to the real issues that's going on. Once right. upon a time, I had the title of minister. Um, my husband is currently a minister, and I had the title once upon a time. But me, I'm the mm-hmm. type of person where I said, you know what, let my work speak for me. I don't Absolutely. really care about the title. Right. I care about the work that I'm doing. And so with going back to your original question as far as why, you know, people really uh, just want to know the truth and people are fed up with the lies. Um, One of my friends mentioned the other day that even back in the days, in the 90s and the 80s, stuff would go on in the church, but it would be hush, hush. It would be, oh, everybody knew wrong was happening, but you don't talk about that stuff. And right, now right. when people want to approach it and they want to talk about it, it has become an issue. I, I can even remember, uh, I know I, we don't have a lot of time, but I can even remember with me, I was attending a church, and I was 17, almost 18 years old. And there was this 56-year-old deacon in the church trying to basically say if if I did what he said, He would give me nice things. And guess what? This Mm. 56-year-old deacon was married. I had a meeting with this deacon, the bishop of that church, and my parents were there at the time because I was still very young. And Mm. only thing that the leadership said, the bishop said, was don't tell his wife. This man was not shut down. Nothing happened. Wow. And that, Mm -hmm. that right there, I yeah. carried that for years. Like, I was like, yeah. man, you know, I don't even know if I want to trust church leaders because stuff like that, don't tell his wife. That's your main concern? A grown man trying to manipulate a child and you care mm-hmm. about him, his wife not knowing? So anyway, right. yeah, the truth needs to come out, and the stuff that used to be put under the covers and under the rug has to be revealed. Nobody got time for that mess no more. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's so true, so true because, you know, and, and that's the thing is that we, for years, especially in the in the African-American community, we have been taught that the church 
was our safe haven. You know what I mean? It was that place mm-hmm. where you were safe and, and you could, you know, um, you know, get that healing that you need and, and, and all of those things. But then it was that place where, you know, whatever, and it kind of is that same mentality that has went on through African-American families where whatever goes on in this family stays in this family. And it's kind of right. the same thing where it takes place in church. You know, whatever goes on in church between the pastors or the bishops or clergy or whatever stays there, you know, and it's hard. And I can only imagine being, you know, 18, 19 years old, seeing, you know, knowing things that have taken place and every Sunday looking up and seeing somebody who you know, you know, um, has committed wrong and hasn't been reprimanded in any shape, form, or fashion. You know, I mean, it has to do something to you, you know, mentally and emotionally because mm-hmm. you feel like, okay, if, if people in the church aren't listening to me and, and making action, well, what's going to happen outside of these church doors? You know, what's going right. to take place outside of these church doors? And, and it's a lot of that that takes place that keeps our youth from going to church or even going back to church because they have experienced that. Absolutely. Can I add something? Absolutely. Okay. And even as far as the church that I was going to where this happened, it was a very traditional church. It was the type yeah. of church where if a woman wore earrings or makeup or pants, she was looked at as some type of Jezebel. Mm. So imagine, mm. you know, being yeah. in that environment and feeling like wow. you're trapped. You you can't express yourself. And then on top right. of not being able to express yourself, things are happening and you can't even really say anything about it or feel like you actually listen to this leadership because even though you felt betrayed, you are still loyal to the people who aren't loyal to you. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that. You know, that really just, whoo, thinking about it, man. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, brings about all kind of, of different feelings and emotions. And, you know, and that's why it's so key that we continue to, to push ourselves and educate ourselves and as well educate our children. You know, because mm-hmm. um, as we see, you know, things become generational and, and sometimes we find out the things that we might have experienced, our children um, are, are going through those various things. And so it's up to us to have those conversations, even with our children, you know, about different things that can take place within the church, within within the community. You know, it's time to get, get back to having those real authentic conversations, you know, with our children about, you know, the things that can take place. And so Absolutely. Um, I, I'm looking, really looking forward to uh, reading um, your, uh, your your part in this book. And uh, for you, um, I, um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, and we talked about a little bit, uh, your business, Success Only Living, Absolutely love the name. So uh, we have to know where did the name come from and what was it initially that made you uh, motivated to create your your own business, your own brand? Well, I think I mentioned a little about it earlier, but Mm -hmm. Success Only Living, 
it's basically for me, it represents my whole lifestyle. It kind of compiles who I am into three words. Uh, And I say that because as far as success, we know that we have times of success. We know that we may experience times of failure. But even through those moments, our mindset matters. And because I'm all about mindset and being optimistic and a positive thinker, I was thinking when I said success only living, I'm like, regardless of what I've been through in life, regardless of what I'm going to go through, regardless of what anybody who comes across my brand has been through or going to go through, if they have that mindset to achieve success and to really not let failure keep them down, then they will really make a good living or have a good life for themselves where they're actually living their life um, and not allowing those past failures to keep them stagnant. So success only living means a lot in three short words. Um, But at the end of the day, I want anyone who comes across me to know that, first of all, I'm here to help you achieve that level of success, regardless of how many times you failed in the past. I'm here to help you achieve success, and we're going to get you to the point of being so successful that you're living in that success. And so that goes for me personally, and that also goes for my clients as well, because under that umbrella of success only living right now, I am doing my virtual assisting. Now, there was a point in time where I was doing health coaching and virtual assistant, but right now I'm not doing the health coaching um, portion, but I'm doing my virtual assisting. And when it comes to my clients, I don't approach clients as just, oh, money, 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 you know, people to pay me money. I approach my clients as people with feelings, people who I care about, people who I want to see the best happen for. And so as far as just being a virtual assistant, like I'm the type of person where I will pray with my clients. I I know their birthdays. I send gifts. I just have those relationships with them because I want them to know that I am really there to push them on in their success, um, that I'm really there to help them uh, move forward in their businesses. And so that's really what is kind of a passion for me uh, with the virtual assisting is not just like something for me to do to make money. And a lot of people are, may look into it to make money because when you tell people, oh, you know, I'm a virtual assistant and I charge $25 an hour, a lot of people look at like, oh, I could just work and I could just do any old thing from home and be, call myself a virtual assistant. But at the end of the day, no. If you really want to build a successful business as far as virtual assisting is concerned, you have to care about the longevity of your relationships with your clients. You have to nurture those relationships, and you really have to have a track record of excellence in the work that you do. It's not something where you could do a lot of um, work that's mediocre and expect people to have rave reviews about you. It's something where you really have to step up to the bar and you actually have to, um, I would say, supersede expectations um, and sacrifice time even to make sure that you always deliver in excellence. And that's like one thing as far as success-only living. 
I think of excellence as a part of my brand as well. Um, because when we think about success and we think about what it takes to reach success, we have to have a level of excellence about us. We have to have a certain expectation with the work that we're doing and the people that we're serving. And so that's what I have to share about success only living. I can mention some other things as well. (laughs) So success only living, I actually started success only living. I believe it was, in 2010, yes, it was in 2010 where I had this brand idea, and I just went with it. It was something that I was like, oh, I like this name. I don't see anybody else using this name, so I'm going to take it, and I'm going to make it into whatever I want to make it into. Because when I first thought of this name, I didn't have a necessary idea or concept of how what what business I would even do under the Success Only Living brand. What I did know is that it would be an um, uh, an umbrella brand for me, that it would be my overall brand, but I would have different products and services that I offer under uh, the Success Only Living brand. So I did know that from day one, but even until this day, I'm still working on just streamlining what success only living is all about. And in the future, I plan on uh, launching training for virtual assistants, people who are interested in um, becoming virtual assistants, as well as I plan on launching some training and actually consulting with entrepreneurs who may want to hire a virtual assistant, who may want to delegate different aspects of their business, but they may not know how to successfully do that because not every virtual assistant is for the same type of person. Like me, I like to have clients who are uh, goal-minded, clients who definitely are working towards something and clients who are nice. I really don't like stern people (laughs) as clients. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But I like people who can have fun in life, clients who I can enjoy, and they can enjoy me, and we could develop a relationship because I'm a fun-loving person. Like, I laugh for no reason, and I just love life. So with um, developing my brand, I've just made sure that what I do aligns with what I want to represent. And if I could say one word about uh, what I do, I would say excellent. Um, because that's what encourages me to keep going on. Um, Because there was a time where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be a stay-at-home mom. My husband is in the military. I'll just stay at home with the kids, and I'll twiddle my thumbs and take care of kids, change pampers, and make sure a house is clean. But I knew for me that would not be fulfilling for the rest of my life. I knew for me that I needed to do something. So, with uh, doing what I do now, I took the skills that I had or have and I made something out of it. And so for anyone listening, if you have skills and you know that what you're doing can make you additional income, what you're doing is something you're passionate about, something that you can really serve people and greatness with, then I would encourage you to do it because there's nothing like sitting knowing that you have potential but you don't do anything with that potential. Um, that just leads us down a road we don't want to go. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that.
I guess I'll keep on Can you hear talking. me? No, I didn't hear you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. At the end of the day, um, after all of the things that you have laid ground for and accomplished, what does Robin want her legacy to be? My legacy, I want it to be one of I have nurtured, loved, and healed God's people. That's really what my legacy, what I would want it to be. And what do I mean by that, by nurturing? Really, just just like we talked about how, you know, certain people have been, go, went to a church and they may have experienced church hurt. We are living in a time where there are a lot of people who are hurting. There are a lot of people walking around who don't feel the value that they should feel about themselves. So for me, I feel like it's my life's mission or my life's vision to really nurture and love people no matter what area of life they're in. I mean, for me, I can love. I can love anybody and even the people who some people would look over, the homeless person, the older people in the nursing homes, things of that nature. Those are the type of people where I am intrigued to build relationships with and to really love them and show them that they are not forgotten. So for me, my legacy is just to nurture and love people and show them that they are, they are worth something in life. Absolutely, absolutely. And for you, for the folks out here, want to be able to get in contact with you, connect with you, tell them how they can go about contacting you. Okay. So you can contact me on Facebook at Robin King. I am usually on Facebook all the time, so if you send me a message, I'll reply. You can connect with me on my business page on Facebook, which is Success Only Living. I think uh-huh. I have all the social media channels. Um, on Twitter, it's R. Cuffy King, which uh, stands for Robin Cuffy King. Um, on Instagram, it's R. Cuffy King. And then on LinkedIn, I'm Robin Cuffy King. So that's wonderful, wonderful. the places that you can connect with me. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, even if you want to find out how you can become a virtual assistant, feel free to reach out to me. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Well, Robin, I have definitely had the pleasure of having you on the show this evening, and I'm so glad that you were able to be a part of uh, a woman's journey to self-assurance. And we can definitely tell that you are a – Self-assured woman and uh, <laughs> making moves and strives daily to be a even greater woman. And so I hope that you'll come back again and talk with us soon. Yes, absolutely, and I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, absolutely, my pleasure. And before we get out of here, um, what would be your final words and thoughts uh, to the listeners? Okay. So I would tell you that no matter where you are in life, no matter what you have been through, you are not called to be stuck in your past. You are able Mm. to be who God has intended for you to be. You are 100% in God's eyes. So don't you spend another day 
walking around like you're 80, 50, or 20% when you're 100%. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Great words, great words. And uh, once again, you guys, make sure you go and connect with Robin King uh, via social media and all those great things, as well as over on Success on Eleven. Uh, maybe some of her services uh, will be able to help you with your business and your brand. So make sure you guys connect with her. And uh, once again, Robin, thank you so much for coming on here this evening. Truly enjoyed having you. Thank you. Absolutely. And you have a great rest of your evening and weekend, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. All right, you guys. That was Robin King. Um, Make sure you guys head on over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places, and connect with her. Uh, And if she can be of help to you at Success Only Living, uh, she would definitely make that happen. And so what we're going to do, guys, we're going to take a little break, but then we're going to tell you who's coming up next week on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. media pages, Instagram, Facebook, 
you name it, we are a part of it. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here once again. Big thank you to Zamika Sims for creating this amazing tour over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show with the late, the women of the Journey to Self-Assurance book. And with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic evening. I am Bianca Slot, and I'll see you next time.
special person made for me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.